welcome to Bitch Talk Booze Interview straight from the heart of San Francisco. Another special episode for y'all. Uh, it's the writer, director, and f- lead feature Actors. lead. <laughs> I, I don't know of a film that's on Netflix called Shirkers. It's a it's really a mind fuck. Let's be honest. How do you even describe I, it? You yeah. can't. Well, and you'll notice. We didn't even really know how to start the interview. I like, don't even remember. There now. were a lot of. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> no, but it's. I think this is. This was one of our more fun conversations. Yes. Yes. And um, she. Uh, it, it ended up being twice as long as we were as the time we were allotted, which yes. is cool. And we got her to drink with us, which is always fun. Which is always the best. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> so yeah. Just listen. I mean, we should just. <laughs> Let them listen. <laughs> well, we're going to let you listen to Sandy Tan. Um, and don't forget, you can find all of our episodes because they have been updated on the website by uh, our fabulous, uh, are you like second second in command producer? I don't know what to call you anymore. Yeah. Ninja or wizard or Well, he's part of the Bitch Talk team. His name's Jeff. Jeff Hunt, he also has a podcast called Story San Francisco, but he helps us keep the website fresh, and uh, you can go there, bitchtalkpodcast.com. Yeah, you can, all right, you can <laughs> you can find all our socials there, all our episodes. You can see what Ange and I and Shara look like in black and white. Um, or keep it a mystery. Yeah, it's or fine. don't look at us. It's fine. <laughs> but head there and uh, listen to our three over 312 episodes. Anyways, Jesus. five years, yo's. Tired. Yeah, we're sick and tired of being <laughs> sick and tired. <laughs> Anyways, go there, find our episodes, say hi, and uh, listen to Sandy Tan talk about shirkers while she's drinking a gin martini. I want to welcome Sandy Tan on to the Bitch Talk podcast. I see that your drink is coming. Oh, wow, cool. <laughs> what timing? You. Right? Good timing. This is really good. I need this. Oh, wow, oh, thank you. Oh, nice. my God. Thank you so much. Hendrix Gin with a twist because she's classy. Mm. And we've got our Jameson we'll, for we'll the use. Thank you. Cheers, Sandy. Thanks for coming on. Cheers, Cheers thanks, too. Oh, wow. And congratulations on what a feat. This was a beast of a project. Little yeah. did you know at the age of 19 <laughs> yeah. that this was going to be a what 26 year journey journey um i I do want to say i I did hear uh, speaking about uh fresh air i heard that interview a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. and uh, which it was just a few weeks before i i have not heard it i will never listen to that because i'm so horrified about listening to myself because i would want to correct myself oh she's like that about this podcast she barely yeah i i started listening like a year into doing it i was i was told that my my friends who who like me say that i sound really grown up and really it was really great oh yeah that i i you know nobody could tell nobody would be able to tell that i was a crazy person or a funny person (laughs) you hit it so maybe that's good like corporate (laughs) corporate wise that's really probably good it really sells (laughs) but oh okay but Maybe I was less than myself. No, I, um, you were really emotional on that interview, and I hadn't seen the film yet, so I oh. don't really understand why. Yeah, and this I, was before we even knew that we yeah, were going to have this opportunity we to interview you. Really? Yeah. And this came I feigned emotion really well. You wow. really well. Oh, wow. Yeah, you seemed human because in everything. I, because it was that's, incredible. That's, <laughs> I'm not usually human, so I okay. try to feign <laughs> liveliness. Well, I bought it, so. Oh, good. Told you Excellent. it sells. Oh, my. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm so glad. But wow. I, I was uh, watching the film last night, and uh, there's a lot to say about 
about the film, but at the end, I got, I got very emotional. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Very emotional. I was mm-hmm. crying, and uh, mm-hmm. my boyfriend was looking at me, and I wasn't uh, telling him why, and he yeah. asked why I was crying. She cries a lot, by no, the way, but I did, no, too. You know, I got I, emotional I would, as well. I would feel like I failed if you guys didn't cry. Okay. That's mm-hmm. what you needed and wanted I, out of No, it. that's that's why I, 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 I love to make people cry. Okay. <laughs> and Are you going to make me cry? At the no. I would place bets on that. I'm a betting woman, and I bet you're going to cry by the end. Well, no. I, well, th- this is more than just a, uh, it was, ju- it's just so much more. Uh, I, I don't even know, I don't even know what, what to say so about much it. Because more. It's so much more than just a, a project, you yeah. know, because uh, like, uh, and I would think that I don't even know where to start, honestly, but, um, when you got the film back and it took you three years to even look at it, yeah. I would imagine it's like when you look back at art that you've done, from new eyes you're you're already going to be you're already judging yourself at at every turn but from new eyes 20 years later it's like i've pined over this film i've wanted it so badly and now i have it yeah and is it even going to live up to my expectations at that point yeah i was scary well i was actually relieved that wasn't insane when i looked at the footage and it was exactly as i remembered so i i was vindicated that my memory cells weren't completely faulty um, mm-hmm. that I that I remembered exactly I mean it was, it was uncanny like how exactly they were um, you know like I remembered so um, that was that was that was a, a lucky thing for me to realize I wasn't insane mm. validating after all those years yeah that was the first part the second part was getting over the the horror of seeing myself as a zombie teenager um i mean like oh my god i like could i make a movie could i make this movie without having me in it i was like considering could i tell the story without me in it um like you know like cutting myself out and then i realized after a while like a very wise friend you know you know was talking to me this about this project and she was like sandy and she's a Israeli and she's a great editor and she's uh, like don't yes. you realize this movie is about you and um you know and she came and looked at my archives and was like you know you can't do this story without telling your story you, mm-hmm. you cannot shirk that responsibility oh so full circle um, so yeah so so, so I, had to, I, I had to do it oh. um also like I mean you know it's like to tell it was the best way. It was the best, I guess, um, I don't know. It's the best vehicle for everything. It's the creative process around that. Like um, turning it from fiction to a, a documentary about yourself and your experience. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, thinking about it for so many years and having it just state for, in myself for like over 20 years, like the story was so much stranger than fiction and so much more compelling <laughs> than anything you could have made up. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that, you know, like for instance, the fact that George sent us that box of empty tapes five years later, I mean, all that kind of stuff, like <sighs> everything you say about it, it was like, oh my God, you know, you couldn't make that up. Mm-hmm. And so the, the way to do it this I mean you you know I tried as a younger person like in my when I was 21 pe- people asked me to write a memoir about shirkers and but you know like when you're 21 it's like it seems not right to be writing a fucking memoir when you're 21 it's just, it's like <laughs> almost like hubris back you know? in the day two um, years ago <laughs> yeah and so like you know so I just wasn't ready and you know I've been thinking about the story for years and then and then finally like this this is the the perfect time to kind of tell the story 
and um, you know it's, it's so much more compelling than if you just piece together this film that may or may not cut together that may or may not have a you know aberrant um, zombie teenager in the, in the central role played by yourself um, you know like I think it's so much more interesting to tell the story of how this came to be and how um, this was stolen from us and you know this group of friends that came together to do a kind of a crazy endeavor it was like us I don't know, like, like, you know, trying to um, snare the white whale, making a film when you're a teenager in Singapore when nobody was making films, and we did it, and then it was taken away from us. I mean, it was like falling down from the skies. Like mm-hmm. we tried to fly. Mm-hmm. We were, we were, you know, we were superheroes right. at one point. And um, you're all the way up here. Yeah. yeah. And 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 you know, it was like it was. I maybe it's a cautionary tale, like that we weren't supposed to try to reach for that you know we were arrogant 19 year old girls uh, in a place where you know nobody took 19 year old girls seriously I mean um, even to this day you could say that yep yeah and 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 then maybe you know like there were people who felt like oh you you know you you deserved it um um, you know, whatever. So I think it's just timing, right? It's just the the, the yeah. timing of it is not well an accident. It's, you know, and, like. and and you know, it's just reclamation, I guess. At this point, it was like reclaiming um, what happened to us yes. um, and telling in a, in a compelling story. That yeah. And what happened to you guys? I mean, not only did George take the film from you, he took your innocence. He took he took so much more than that film from you. I was yeah. so. That's why I was so overwhelmed with tears because Mm -hmm. we all sort of grew up in the same era. Mm -hmm. And watching that and just seeing your friends then, seeing your friends now. And you were so driven and motivated. And and you talk about afterwards Mm. feeling lost. Yeah. So let me just like sketch for you what it was like to to be us at that point. We were like, you know, teenagers, we had no... um, I mean, we were like, we had no boundaries. We just thought, you know, we, we didn't think we were doing anything revolutionary. We didn't think we were being fearless or brave or cool. It's just that I always wanted to do something like that. Um, we were part of this. Jasmine and I were part of this high school pilot program in theater studies and drama. Um, we were really ambitious. We were doing the Greeks. We were doing Samuel Beckett. We were doing Asian theater. We were doing Arthur Miller. I mean, we did a lot. And we just never knew, like, no. Um, we were like, you know, we were like the kids in Rushmore or something. And, um, you know, we just, I just wanted to make movies. I just didn't think it was like not, I was not ready. I mean, of course I was not ready. I mean, the fact that we shot the first draft of Shirkers was insane. Right. Um, but, you know, I can see that, you know, reading it again, I was like, at first I was like, just thinking, it was like, this is rubbish. You know, years ago, I'm thinking back on it and being slightly embarrassed. And then looking back on the script again, I'm thinking, there's a sudden charm there. There's a sudden fearlessness and just going for it. And I can see what George saw in the script and in us, hmm. that there is a sudden kind of um, innocent optimism mm-hmm. um, and ambition, really. The innocence of thinking that you can pull this off. I mean, a sudden kind of, well, maybe a nicer word than innocence is insanity. <laughs> um, but there's a kind of a badass insanity that... Mm-hmm. that um, it like, never would have gotten done without that. Exactly. Yeah. And so, I, you know, like making this film, I like, you know, kind of marinating in my old self, like going into my old archives and just looking at my letters, which were completely insane. And I got reacquainted with a stranger and the stranger was my 18 year old self. Mm. And realizing that I was not that person anymore, Mm -hmm. but I knew that person and I could still kind of invite that person to be part of me. 
um, and somehow like I wasn't just making the film by myself I was making the film with my 18 19 year old self as well mm -hmm. so it was like a very um, coordinated um, duet with me and my younger self making this film so this film I guess Shirkers now encapsulates like you know it's like a two voices me then and now mm -hmm. as, a, as, a, as, a, as a as a kind of a recapturing the kind of what it was then and then you know what I am now um, and not every f I don't even know if any filmmaker has had that luxury um, it's an interesting well, it's, luxury it's to have voices, was, your yeah, 18 year old voice and your current voice like I was, speak I was, together. You know, I was watching recently um, Twin Peaks season oh, three. Yeah, yeah. And it's got, you know, like for me that's uncanny because I feel like in a way Laura Palmer coming back to solve her own murder. Mm -hmm. um, because, <laughs> you know, like mm. Firewall yes. With Me, which is one of my favorite films of all time, very divisive film, but I, you know, that's like my personal film in some ways. Um, so I feel like Laura Palmer and... Um, it, that was 1992, by the way, same year yeah. as Shirkers. And then um, mm. Twin Peaks season three was 2017, which is when I was making this film, 25 years, the same Whoa. gap. And when Cheryl <laughs> Lee shows up, Cheryl Lee shows up in season three to, um, you know, kind of witness her own murder and solve her own murder. I just had goosebumps. Like, that was like, oh, my God. You're seeing her 25 years later as a human actress, you know, aged. And it's just like, oh, my God, that's so... That I completely made sense for me, you know, and I realized what Twin Peaks season three was doing was like, it was it was a, a tragedy about time passing. That's mm -hmm. what it is. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's why it was so moving to so many of us, and we couldn't even articulate it because, of course, season three was like such a weirdo, like you know, does so many weird things. But it and eventually it makes you just want to cry, um, and it's moving, and it's moving because it's about the passage of time. An unstoppable time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I love this relationship with your friends, uh, Sophie and Jasmine, mm -hmm. and um, it's it's kind of crazy how this project that connected you for life also sent a rift and a, and a great divide between you two. Yeah. And the way that they're portrayed in the film, I mean, I can relate. We both have yeah. friends that we've had Everybody forever has, yeah. that are like your sister. And when Jasmine's like, you're just so annoying. <laughs> yeah, she's just. Well, she said you're an asshole. Okay, an asshole. Like three times. really Trying to soften the blow. Yeah, but yeah I, lo I love that though. Yeah, no, that was so important to me sense. because it's <laughs> the, the film is such a toxic. I mean, like George and Shirkers was such a toxic subject that whenever I bring it up, whenever I bring it up um, to, to you know Shirkers to them, you know, um, it's it's like they just become we become teenagers again. It's yep. like it's like we are just resuming a conversation that we were having yesterday rather than 25 years ago mm. and I wanted to capture that like whenever we talk it's always like this <laughs> so I felt like if we had to make a film about this it had to be true it had to be real I mean because every woman I know has friends like that mm -hmm. yeah. And, oh, yeah and then they, they you know they you know somehow in the movies in the movie version they're always like <laughs> doing a, a montage of like singing yes into like Kumbaya. a hair dryer yes or, yeah. or like jumping on the bed yes. as 40 year olds yes. it's like it's not real no the real version version is so much more interesting and much more pricklier there's calamari and, and drinks yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and like I just wanted to capture that for all of us mm -hmm. you know because I know it's not just me yeah um, so it's so important for me that we felt 
like I caught them in their natural habitat, being their natural selves. Um, it was like a nature documentary. Yeah. And, and, and Jasper you has to bird. watch as the yeah. gazelle. No, I mean, yeah. Jasper was like, Jasper was like, you know, Pissed. we have to, we have to run lines. We have to rehearse. You, you, you punked me because I, I was like, fuck no, we're not going to rehearse this. I mean, like. This is your life. Yeah, this is how we talk. I mean, yeah. like, we have to. And so I hired um, Iris Ng, the DP, mm-hmm. who is this very tiny Chinese-Canadian woman. It's like, you have to really hire the right person to shoot this for you. She's like, she shot stories we tell for, for um, Sarah Polly. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she's um, she's this really tiny person who can... Um, <laughs> vanish I mean I hate to say it but she is her gift is just being being insignificant yeah, which yeah. is wonderful because mm-hmm. she's a tiny Asian American woman uh, Asian Canadian woman who can hold a giant camera <laughs> and she vanishes behind it she vanishes into the carpet and the walls because she's like this poker face person okay and then like Jasmine and Sophie who are like really nervous about talking like they should they, they just become themselves good and it's so important you need that, mm-hmm. you need that. and that's a choice I mean like a lot of my friends who are like experienced DPs who are male Caucasians large guys I couldn't hire them they no. were pissed at me but like, sorry you you have to see I mean this is why I'm hopefully when they see the film they understand like this is why I had to do why I had to do what I did right well, and it must have been weird for them because you all created this film together and now it's becoming a documentary. So here's your old crew mm-hmm. coming in to be interviewed by your new crew. Yeah. So that's got to be like a whole different kind of momentum. Yeah, it is. Um, like a it's dynamic. Like an, it's a new instant family, um, you know, that we created. Like at Sundance, I did this, um, you know, Gatsby-esque sadistic thing, which is I got this house because, <laughs> um, you know, things are so fucking expensive at Sundance. You, they, yes. you know, sign your condo. So we've heard. Mm-hmm. And then um, I just put them all in there. It would be like, you know, it's like a, it's like a reality show. Could totally. Have been yeah. yeah. I lived in a separate place. I just put them all there. <laughs> and, you know, and, and they, 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 bread they, they, were like, they loved each other. They were like instantly bonded. And we had wow. like, it was like, it was like then and now. So we had my um, my composer, who's like this guy in Israel I never met. I worked with him on oh. Skype. Oh. Yeah. And I brought him in. Um, and he was part of that family. And um, my editors, my two editors, mm-hmm. um, you know, one who's a 27-year-old skateboarder. Cool. And then another one who's um, a woman who's our age, a bit older. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like everybody just, just instantly, they, when Jasmine and Sophie walked through the door, they were like, Oh, they were talking to them like they knew them, mm-hmm. and Jasmine and Sophie were like, "Who the fuck are you?" You know, <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they had no idea who these people were, but we had gone through hours of footage of these, you know, right. people, and they they knew they kind of knew. Um, but it was like there was an instant bond there, um, and there's a, a I think that's a magical thing with movies. Like I think cinema is magic for that. Like you can create these very, you know, deep. Um, maybe lasting, maybe not, but but ephemeral, ephemeral bonds that just seem so instant mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so like blood-like. Well, I mean, not to mention, while you were filming it, you you kidnapped elderly people from yeah, a home. You, you hijacked people. buses. Yeah, <laughs> like when you're doing intense things like that, it has a yeah. tendency to bond. <laughs> Yeah, um, us as kids, yeah, and and, and 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 it's also crazy. like, but then you know when when you actually because you do do crazy things like that, 
and there's no proof of it when it's stolen from you, <laughs> it's the most oh. heartbreaking world thing in the world. Yeah. Because you you can tell this in stories, and nobody's going to believe you. You sound like you're just. You're not exaggerating. You're making it up. You're, making it up. You're, you're, you're like just telling lies. Well, George made you become kind of George. Be him. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, like we become storytellers, and you know, uh. and there's no proof, and it's just like the most painful thing. Like, I had to uh. learn to shut up about it because, yeah. like, who's gonna believe you that you hijacked buses? You know, or hijacked old people. Like, it sounds like a great <laughs> story, but, but like, we stole like these ancient people from the old folks home yeah. made them act for us and then return them before they knew what happened right. um, and we did the same for kids and we did the same for countless other people mm-hmm. um, and we sat in the middle of highways we sat on train tracks I mean like all these things you're not supposed to do which is why I think parental supervision is overrated yeah um, totally but, um, <laughs> parents. but um, you know like it's amazing what you can ac- well it's very responsible for me to say this, but this is bitch talk, yeah, so I yeah, fucking exactly. won't say it. Um, <laughs> yes. like, don't Sophie, sip your like, drink. Just Preach don't, on. you know, like I don't know. Just do do it, man. Just stop like having to check in with and for grown up approval and that kind of stuff. Don't be I mean, afraid. It's, it's very responsible for me, so I won't say that. I mean, like, of course don't talk sure. to maniacs and don't like no. go meet some guy in some dark alley who no. might shoot you right um, but you know within reason if you're gonna go for some creative endeavor and you're with your friends go for it man mm-hmm. um yes <laughs> I no but I was thinking while you're saying all that also the backstory uh about you and Jasmine is yeah. that you guys are just total punks punk um. rockers well, you know, you were heads. part of that whole scene. in our heads. Uh, you were part of the scene. No, you lived it. Come on, we lived it. But yeah. on the outside, we look like nerdy teenagers. That's even better. I know. You're on the download. Awesome. No, and that's it. the thing. The, the whole thing Ninja is like, punk and then the whole thing is like, the whole f- heartbreak of Shirkers was that it was an expression of the inner me, like doing this whole thing. You know, I wasn't just the straight A student, which I was. Um, you know, because I, I was raised by my grandparents, right, and yeah. I was like this, I was living a double life. I was like running, I was running zines. I spent yes. my whole high school life like sending zines to guys in prisons and stuff. But um, totally I love the <laughs> I love the zine age. Yeah. But, oh. And then, um, and making movies and things like that, and terrorizing the president of the film society yeah. by sending him letters and asking him to show Keanu Reeves movies yes. and just like calling the radio station and pretending you know so to badass. be my friends it was amazing he taught your cousin but how to like send you black black what is it called pirated yeah. films yeah. VHS through Florida yeah yeah Florida pipeline yeah the Florida pipeline that's a very good title for something but it's yeah so I had my, my, my very innocent older than me cousin who's very mainstream in Florida um, you know send like I taught her how to establish a s- clandestine videotaping syndicate um, in which in which like, I could finally see blockbuster I could this finally, went yeah, down. yeah. I finally could see Blue Velvet because I wanted. Right. No, oh, but the thing is, like, so I had like, you know, and back in those days, there were like those two-hour tapes, right? Yep. And you could stretch them to three hours if, um, if you um, tape them at EP or at a lower, yeah, yeah, lower, lower quality, yeah. thing. So I would like stuff three movies. Um, can, and I, I, you know, like, I, you know, so I have like three movies, and so usually I would have like Blue Velvet, mm-hmm. Angel Heart, and then something completely innocuous to throw off the scent, and that would be like Rob Lowe and Square Dance. 
<laughs> oh, way another writer in some some stupid right. movie. So smart. Right. You know, it's like so, so you're a punk rock, but you were also that straight A student, like always. No, no, because I was always thinking like I just didn't want the grown ups to be freaked out like by the movies that she was renting from Blockbuster on the parents. So account. she were just throwing that in. So she would like do that, and then she would do like, okay, can you do like MTV 120 minutes? I want to see all the 480 bands like Wolfgang Press and yeah. Three Muses and all the videos, and all the SNL. Um, you of know, course. so she would take yes. for me, and that's how I got to see like the church lady and yeah and Toonsis the driving cat I mean like oh. those those were is formative that, was that the inspiration for your zine was Toonsis not really oh, I mean right. like, I thought we had cat or I, something right no, it was, was exploding, exploding cat, cat. Exploding cat. Yeah. you know well maybe I don't know subliminally um <laughs> sure you know, but maybe. I, it was just like a catchy title it's exploding it, cat it's still a catchy title you know but the zines like, are back by the way yeah I know they are and they're really lame ass I yeah, mean why don't to, you just get it back together you know they, they should no they should look at mine and see how it's really done yeah we should but, start you know, like an old lady zine club. but you know like <laughs> we should cut we, but we're like so much more badass yeah, than they exactly. were oh, I mean sure. like there's just like a few drawings and a few pages and they're charging eight dollars for this I right. mean come on fuck like yeah. can you can you not draw better than that that's right. because their audience is khaki I mean it's all yeah. they don't know flavor I mean these like kids these days but the thing is like I Starbucks. had like um, I had like guys like for my second issues and stuff and we had like um, you know people send me poems from Ohio and prisons and I would incorporate them into my um, thing as well and it's just like it'd be a real collage of voices from around the world um, yeah but it was the exploding cat was something and, and also you know the thing is it wasn't okay this is me saying, being a complete nerd and admitting that I my influence wasn't really punk scenes. Mm -hmm. My influence was the Dada is from the twenties. Oh, um, you know, and so. But when you use newspapers and media from the eighties mm -hmm. to replicate the Dada is, you know, collagey thing yes. in the eighties, it looks like punk. Well, it worked. Hmm. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, I guess it was punk, but it, it was totally punk. <laughs> I guess punk is is that is that what, is. You should just claim the punk. Yeah, you were, you are. I know, but it's not it's not punk to claim punk. Okay, sorry, Dad. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm old. What do you want? <laughs> well, just just to bring it back to shirkers, I know I know we have to go soon, but just yeah. to bring it back to shirkers, do we really have to quickly, go soon? Really? No, we don't. I mean, no, I, I have need no, another like, drink, but no, I think, no, I, 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 think I think the next thing has been canceled, so we're fine. We can just keep drinking and talking. All right, great. Garçon, sure. one more round. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> no, but I, I love the fact that you're not sitting here acting like a victim for what happened to you. No, I'm you not actually, a victim. I read an article where you called George your nemesis, which makes it really sound kind of a lot more exciting. And you're not like, yeah. you don't have this hatred for him that everybody would expect you no. to have. And, and I really respect that. And I, I, I like that people, you know, I was saying that, you know, you show this movie in Canada where everybody's like this meek and PC and very nice and polite and, you know, ladylike. And these ladies come up to me like we're shaking with rage mm. about how angry they are at George. And I'm thinking, thank you, because you're taking away the anger for me. You're carrying it for me. I don't have to feel it. Mm. I'm freed of it. I feel liberated. Thank, thank you to all these angry ladies. Oh yeah, no, um, we're angry, but yeah, that's me. Not, which but, um, but, no, but really, like he's so much more interesting when I think about him, and I think because I'm now his age, when he was, mm, when he when was he making shirkers with <laughs> us, which is really strange to is that kind, kind of, of a mindfuck. That's yes, yeah, and like, that's weird like too. I'm thinking, I don't feel my age. I mean, like right. I feel, understand what it was like for him to not feel his age. Yes, mm -hmm. and to 
you know, feel like you're younger. Yes. I think and that's bitch talk. That should be bitch, bitch talk. talk. <laughs> yeah. That's and behind I'm, the scenes bitch talk. I'm like so much <laughs> more empathetic to him. I don't condone what he does. Right. I did. Um, but like, I find him fascinating. I find his impulses as a storyteller dark and fascinating. And therefore, um, I respect him as a nemesis. As a villain, it gives him too much power over me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he deserves that kind of power because also we weren't not, um, like just passive victims. You know, like when you have a villain, you often have a victim. We weren't victims. We were, you know, cognizant that I was cognizant that he was might be slightly weird. Mm-hmm. Um, we had agency. We did try to pursue him. Right. He proved to be elusive and you know perverse mm-hmm. but um i find like he left me clues right over the years i find him much more of a moriarty figure mm-hmm. and i'm more more mm-hmm. of a sherlock figure i mean it's me telling a narrative <laughs> right See, there you, you know, are creating more um, stories yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, <laughs> you know I, I i think that's more interesting way of thinking about him because that's mm-hmm. how it was between us like we were equals you know like he was a teenage girl in some ways when he became my friend right and we, he talked to me as a peer. He was my friend because he was not like the other grown-ups around me in St. Paul who talked down to you um, and wanted to tell you what to do. Um, and he was a man who was a grown-up, and therefore we could get him to do things for us, like get the film companies to give us film. And right. Like Which we could crazy. We yeah. could not so have done crazy. that as kids, you know, no. without him as uh, the responsible grown-up right. figure. So we were using him as well. I mean, like, it wasn't just a one-way street right um so to call him a villain would be to give him undue power over us and i really think of him as a nemesis he still is somebody who is very much in the room with me when i was making the film whenever the um you know lights would go out like because of some short circuit or something my editor would be like that's george yeah i mean like he was that Mm. present with us yeah throughout the making the film he was you know, ex- um, exhibiting himself in terms of clues, like me looking back on, say, the footage of right. the footage, um, the, just the, the incident where, you know, there was nothing in the camera, and then thinking yes. back and reading the script yeah. and thinking, uh, uh, he actually, you know, that was something he was, he knew he was doing because it was referring he to was something that was you. in the script. Mm-hmm. So he was giving me a signal, and like you're actually still uncovering clues 25 years yeah. later. I don't think that's like what a villain does. A villain is a kind of a nasty little stupid person who does a crime, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, mm-hmm. I think a nemesis, it's much more, um, I don't know, exciting to think of him as. Yeah. Well, and I think there's something to be said for the way that he treated the roles of film. He took care yeah. of them. Mm. They were pristine 25 mm. years later. It was evident that he kept them covered properly, stored in a cool place. He traveled around the world yeah. with them everywhere he moved. So there's something to be said about that. Like That's insane. That's yes. so he, interesting. I, I don't, yeah. Like, how can you, I mean, how you cannot dismiss somebody like that as a villain. Like, he obviously had a greater purpose for it. Like, he wanted to create a loss for us, but it wasn't like he was going to throw this thing away. It was like... He was going to keep the evidence of the loss, and it's like, I don't know, not Rumpelstiltskin, but he, he suddenly was mythological in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he suddenly was a kind of a vampire of cinema in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that he was a composite character, there's not a real... Nobody can tell you who the real George Cardona is, because he's a made-up yeah. of so many facets of his favorite 
literary and um, fictional characters. I mean, he was like I, I knew from talking to one of his friends, for example, that he was obsessed with Walker Percy, who wrote The Movie Goer. Mm. Mm. So he began dating his niece to get to. I mean, it was like you know, there are all these kind of very like archetypal, <laughs> you know, kind of. Um, behavior things that he did that made him a kind of a literary character yeah. a fictional character it's like he like testing pushing yeah. people to their limits and, yeah. and the oddities of no and, and you have to admire his chutzpah you know mm-hmm. I mean I mean I'm not condoning him again he's not a good he's an person asshole, but yeah. but one has to you know like give him his due right as living the story of his life as writing a novel as he lived it right um and that's fascinating and then you have to you know you have to acknowledge that somebody's fascinating yeah are you looking forward to making more film now? yeah for are sure you? are you oh. totally inspired I'm, no I'm, I'm completely making up for lost time i mean making this film with my teenage self as a duet yeah um you know i've actually um kind of like ref- like refound my voice mm-hmm. um I'm just like working on so many things. Okay. Yeah. So next year is going to be super busy. <laughs> it's going to be fun. But you should come back and visit. Bitch if you time. ever yeah. need a break, please. This has been so fun. Yeah. Oh, good. Thank yeah. you so much. No, this is good. Like more drinks, Garcon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. My sentiments. Exactly. <laughs> thank you so much. This is great. This is the kind of talk I like. Oh, no, good. you. Uh, yeah. Thank you for the inspiration. I yes. feel like it's such a specific story, but it's so universal in its message. It's yeah. like, don't give up. The dream kept, was I'm, kept you know, alive. Like the, the amazing thing about um, being on Netflix is that I'm getting like messages every day from like young people and young people of all ages from around the world like people mm. in El Salvador send me messages in Spanish with you know crying emojis oh, wow. and like fan art like people yeah. are sending me fan art wow. new zine sorry new zine well yeah, this, I what's know. our old lady zine gonna yeah. be called <laughs> yeah but you know like 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 new old lady zines that can incorporate gifts like yes. animated gifts they're mm-hmm. sending me made from shirkers like the, the handgun <gasps> and shirker I fucking love that word I'm gonna use it yeah. more often yeah. it's I mean, such a good word if you guys follow me on um I do Instagram. on Instagram yeah yeah Bitch I don't know who you are oh Bitch okay talk, yeah. okay that's you yeah you can see like some of the the, the fan art that people have been sending me it's okay. kind of amazing what a find story! It personal to them. Do you some? Okay, this is the last. Yeah. <laughs> but well, are, I, is it? Is it? Is this a whole mind fuck? Just talking about this movie and no, it's good. It's very cathartic. It, I mean, one way. I was way, gonna say therapy, maybe, right? No, it's not therapy. I'm well, therapy. Um, <laughs> Sandy. But no, it's good. Okay, okay my, your audience. I do not. I don't want to diss them. I don't. Want, I'm not gonna diss therapy. I'm. You know, like. But you're you're not human. You, you have, have to be more, human in order I to have to therapy. understand what I'm. I'm trying to, to learn to empathize. Good. Um, it's a good muscle memory thing to have. I have to learn that muscle, yeah. but I will learn to be empathetic. Okay. Um, so you like making people cry, but you don't cry. I cry at movies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll give you that. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, but, you know, learning to be human, I, um, I'm, I'm learning to be human. Okay. <laughs> We're going to end it on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you. Sandy Tan, thank you so much for being on Vision. No, Talk. great. This has been this enjoyable. Is, this, is, this is so fun. And can we just say you're also friends with Steven Yeun, oh, who yeah. we just had on a couple yeah, we weeks ago. On, so, so we sent him a selfie. Yeah. yeah no big Hi, deal. Steve. Let's just, yeah. <laughs> we keep sharing the airwaves. I'm sure he's Somehow. listening. Oh. So, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. If he's too busy doing his famous things, th- famous person things. Yeah, yeah, whatever that is. No, but he, no, he did. He, I just sent him a selfie. So that's hilarious. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, it's all connected. All right. Okay. Thanks, Andy. That was director, uh, star, writer of the film Shirkers, which is now on Netflix. She was a lot of fun. Uh, she didn't want to stop talking, actually. Yeah. You were the one that rapped. She's like, whoa, what's the big deal? Let's keep going. <laughs> well, you know, they're on a schedule. Wrap it up. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes talent doesn't want to be on a schedule, which I get. The publicist in you came through. Yeah, I'm like, we got to rap. Sorry, we got to go. <laughs> um, but she's probably our new best friend. She's mm-hmm. following us on uh, Instagram now. We're Instagram friends. Well, and something amazing happened. Oh, right, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. We told her that uh, Stephen Yen had just been on, and she was like, oh, I was texting with him earlier. Let me send him a selfie of us. Mm-hmm. And we were like, uh, Stephen Yen is receiving a photo of us right now. <laughs> No big deal. So, but she didn't know how to take a selfie, which was hilarious. So I had to so take Ange it. So did it. I still haven't seen it. We need to ask her to send it to us. I thought maybe she'd post on Instagram. But, but yeah, it's fine. He got a, you know, we de- we slid through his DM or something. Is that what we did? Ooh, that sounds sexy. Is that what the kids are calling it? Like, sh- I don't know what they call it. All right. Well, he has a picture of us on his phone. Yeah, that's, that's what all I mean that matters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do what you will with that information. So. French immediate friendship off the bat. Yeah, that was incredible. Sandy's hilarious, and she can be on our show anytime. I well, love her. And it was funny. We walk up to her table with whiskeys, and she's like, "Oh, what's that?" And I was like, "Oh, it's our interview juice." <laughs> and then she asked permission kindly, like, "Oh, is it is it okay if I have a drink or whatever?" Like, she was down. Yeah, down for the cause. It was yeah, it was a fun interview. We've been having a lot of fun interviews lately, but mm. that just was very much. She's like family in I a way. I think we're like-minded souls. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, shout out to the publicists who reached out to us, uh, Karen Ho, because I was texting with her afterwards. I'm like, that was an excellent interview. Thank you so much for thinking of us. And she's like, yeah, well, she's like a badass filmmaker like you guys. We're like, oh, <laughs> we're trying here. We're trying. Anyways, uh, please see Shirkers. It's streaming on Netflix now. It is in select theaters, but very select. So it's probably easier just to stream it on Netflix. Support Sandy. Uh, she's got a lot going on, I think, in the new year, she said. A lot of projects in the works, um, yeah. And it's obvious if you watch the film and see what she was creating as a teenager, who knows what she can create now. Yeah, her vision is just, it's crazy. Yeah, maybe we'll work on a film. Who knows? Anyways, uh, girls can dream. Uh, see Shirkers and go to bitchtalkpodcast.com. See all our episodes. Find us on our socials. And until next time... Bitch, please.